You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. HuntStand is the most popular and functional mobile hunting app on the market. With a variety of base maps to choose from, satellite imagery that is updated every month, the ability to check the weather, no property information, and even catalog your trail cam picks, HuntStand even gives you the ability to import pins and location markers from other mobile apps. Visit HuntStand.com or download wherever you download your apps. Enter discount code SN20 at checkout for 20% off. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin-cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Howdy-ho, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Hunting Gear Podcast. And today, we're talking about cell cameras again. And we're going to be on the phone here shortly with Mark Olis from Moultrie Mobile. And as you will learn, Moultrie trail cameras, uh, everybody knows the brand Moultrie. I mean, they've been around for a very long time. And today, Mark's going to talk a little bit about the company history. He's going to talk about um, uh, the, the feeders, you know, that kind of kicked off the brand uh, Moultrie. And then into trail cameras, just briefly, we're going to be talking about those two things because there's this secondary company kind of all tied into this, and that's Moultrie Mobile, and that's just their cell camera division of, uh, I guess, of Pradco Brands, and Pradco owns Moultrie, uh, so Pradco also owns Moultrie Mobile, and you'll hear all that in today's episode, and um Man, I, I tell you what, it's a it is definitely a topic of conversation. Uh, cell cams are today, and it's kind of a love hate relationship. And I have a tr- couple cell cams out. Um, I haven't had the opportunity yet to use them in a scenario where it, it has led me to make a. a a, a same day decision on as far as hunting strategy is concerned like hey I got a I got a buck that showed up on here this morning or he showed up here uh, at midday so I'm gonna go in right now and try to you know try to get this deer I haven't had that yet, happen to me yet but you hear stories of guys who that information is coming in much quicker than actually physically checking your tra- trail cameras and there's this debate that kind of happens uh, amongst hunters that is, is is cell cam technology really um, I don't know what the word is uh, they're not killing the deer for you you know you know what I mean the debate could be use your woodsmanship blah 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 but the the cell cam is just providing the information of where you should be hunting 
not the strategy going into whatever location, uh, what specific location. You still have to uh, have good access. You still have to, um, you know, make sure the wind's right. You can't just go in and say, I'm going to kill this deer because I got a picture of them. There's still some strategy that has to be, that has to happen. And others think that it's, uh, it's kind of going a little too far. And, and that debate is definitely like we've seen in every other product. Technology has advanced just about everything, even deer hunting. You know, something that's fairly primitive. Everything from our bows to our camo to, you know, our trail cameras now. So um, I love having these discussions. I love talking with these brands and hearing what they have to say about all of these things. And uh, today we're going to talk about the, the cameras. We're going to talk about the specs, the functionality, uh, what you need, uh, the price point, all that good information. So uh, that's what today's topic is about and we're going to do a quick commercial break from our partners over at the average conservationist the averageconservationist.com is the website if you're looking for some badass apparel uh, hats hoodies t-shirts go check them out uh, love their logo wear huge fan of their hats and uh, their their t-shirts their t-shirts are the high quality t-shirts that um, are soft to the touch and they're not necessarily tight around the waist like some or they're not boxy they're tight in the right spots make they make you look tough basically and so uh um, i really enjoy the average conservation the cool thing about this is that these guys are uh right off the top 10 percent of all revenue goes to some form of a conservation effort so they're not only talking the talk but they're walking the walk as far as conservation is concerned they're two percent for conservation certified same as the network here and they have a podcast on the network as well so go check out the average conservationist hunt uh, discount code nfc10 for 10 percent off uh, when you visit the average conservationist.com uh hunt stand right it's that time of year where we're scouting we're, we're starting to think ahead for the fall even spring for turkey hunting and there's no better way to scout from your couch or your or your cubicle or when you're <laughs> when your wife's telling a boring story about uh, her, one of her girlfriends and to look at your phone and start scouting on hunt stand and uh i mean the cool thing about hunt stand is that their satellite imagery is updated on a monthly basis so you can see exactly what's going on in the woods or the landscape right then and there add the topo lines to that and now you can see the lay of the land you know you know just from just from scouting just from your years in the woods you know where the deer habitat's going to be uh, you can look for crick crossings you can look for um, pinch points you can look for bedding areas fairly easily on some of their satellite imagery and uh, I don't know, man, I'm that kind of guy who could sit there and get lost in hunt stand for hours just scrolling through, uh, you know, public ground or private ground that I have access to. And, uh, you know, it is the full scale. It's full scale. I mean, they have trail camera. You can keep trail camera inventory. You can um, uh, check the weather. You can know property boundaries and, and landowner names and things like that. So it's just one of the most affordable and the highest functioning uh, hunting app that there is. So go check out the uh, Hunt Stand. Go, go check out HuntStand.com. And lastly, Novex Outdoors. If you guys are looking for a badass mobile tree stand, you need to check out NovexOutdoors.com. Take a look at the... Uh, 
their lineup of hunting sticks or climbing sticks and tree stands, two sizes of tree stands there. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, Lone Wolf is bye-bye. Novex is the new brand taking their spot. Same tree stand, same functionality, still made in America, and uh, really good customer service behind that brand. So go take advantage of that. And that is uh, NovexOutdoors.com. And lastly, me. Thank you to me for putting in all this time. Just kidding. I'm just messing with you. Let's get into today's episode. I'm done talking with Mark Olis of Moultrie Mobile. All right, on the phone with me today, Mr. Mark Olis from Moultrie Mobile. How are, how are we doing today, man? I'm doing great, doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Before before we started recording, you mentioned, um, you know, we can talk about whatever you want. I'm a big hunter. Uh, I'm a big hunter. So how did your season go this past year? Well, my season actually went really well, um, not because I killed a big buck or anything like that, but uh, my eight-year-old daughter, she got her first deer this year, oh, wow. and uh, she, she also got her second deer uh, about a week later. So that was, uh, that, that was truly the highlight of my season. Yeah. So I've talked to a lot of guys uh, – on whatever podcast I'm hosting, whether it's this one, whether it's the Nine Finger Chronicles or any other podcast that I've been on. And if if you're a serious hunter, you always remember your first deer uh, and, you know, a couple other real memorable moments. But if you bring children out to hunt and they're your own children, some of those uh, firsts are pretty memorable as well. Oh, there, there's no doubt. And, and I do still remember my first deer and I, I remember the emotion and all that. And, you know, that's the coolest thing to see is, you know, when you have your child there, you're, you, I mean, you're like a coach, but you're not in the game. It, it's all up to them. And giving over that control is, is, uh, it's kind of tough on your end and, so my heart's pounding, uh, you know, while I'm coaching her uh, through the shot. And, and you know, just to see, because you know the emotion flooding through them just from your, your, your own experience. And it's incredible. And, and uh, she pulled the trigger. It was a big doe, um, about a 100-yard about a shot, too. And, and we went out through the summer. Uh, she, she told me the season before. She was actually with me the season before when I killed a uh, – really nice nine point buck on our place in uh, in East central Alabama. And she just, she just, it, it, you could just see it in her eyes. She took to it. She, and that she became obsessed with wanting to hunt and be the shooter. So she was seven at that point. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, we'll work on your shooting proficiency this whole off season. We'll start with the 22. I've got a suppressor on there. So it takes all the noise away from it and everything. And, uh, you know, we did that and she did really well. And, and then I moved her up into, a an AR 15 chambered in a 6.8 SPC, you know, that's 115 grain bullet. It's, it's the gun I used to deer hunt with and that adjustable shoulder stock and everything. I've got a suppressor on it, man. We go to the range, start at 50 yards. She puts them in there. We moved to a hundred, puts three shots in the bullseye, uh, you know, the, the little plate ring and, that's what I told her. I said, if, if you can put the three shots in there at these distances, that's where you will be allowed to shoot at. And she, she did it with flying colors. And so when she dropped that deer, 
I just, man, it, it was so many things that went into that. And, <laughs> and I took a little video, I videoed her and she was just shaking. And she, she even said, this is the best day ever. And I just, I love it. That, yeah. And it's moments like that, that get them hooked. Right. Um, it is now that she's gone through the training aspect of it. Now that she's gone through that emotional rush of it, do you think that she's, she's hooked? Uh, she's 100% hooked. So now that, you know, I, I take her and, and my son to the hunt camp, uh, with me all the time. And, uh, you know, my, my son, he, he got his first deer when he was nine and he's like a stone cold shooter, no shake and no anything, but he doesn't, he wasn't hooked. Like it, you know, he plays sports. He does all kinds of things. He's great. Loves going down there, but it's really not his thing. However, my daughter absolutely became hooked on all aspects, you know, looking at the tracks, doing the scouting, me explaining it. And like I said, uh, a week later we went back out and, and she got her second deer. So now when I take her, I typically don't take her on the morning hunts. I let them stay at the camp. I go out early and it's cold and all that good stuff. And I, I don't think she really would enjoy that as much, but Every afternoon, um, she is the shooter. I, so I no longer get a hunt afternoons when she's there because she's clearly stated she's the shooter from now on, and, and I'm perfectly happy with that. Yeah. Man, that's, uh, that's awesome. It must feel good uh, as a dad, you know, having a, a kid follow in your footsteps and share that passion in something that you can do together. Oh, without a doubt. And she's already talking like, well, I want to get a turkey now. And I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> Dad, when are we going yeah, like, When are we going to go float right. the Yukon? Huh? When are we going to go shoot moose? Right. <laughs> she, she would be the one to do it. I, I, I promise you. She is, she is not scared. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations on uh, uh, what sounds like a successful season. Um, but we're here today to talk about Moultrie Mobile. And one, one of the brands, you know, I want to, I, I don't, let me ask you this. How long has Moultrie been around? Just the brand Moultrie. Absolutely. So it was, uh, in 1979, Dan Moultrie, uh, who the company is named after, uh, he literally started Moultrie, uh, Moultrie feeders, uh, out of his apartment closet in Atlanta, Georgia. And, and the way he did this was uh, his brother uh, was an electrical engineer, I believe. And Dan just graduated from Auburn University, moved to Atlanta. I believe he was working for Southern Company, uh, which is a, a large power company in this, this region of the country. And um, he, he had an idea because they had some hunting property uh, down in South Georgia uh, Southwest Georgia, and they had large agricultural uh, landowners around them. So every season when those fields, uh, you know, the corn or soybeans or whatever was left, you know, the deer just left their property and they had nothing to hold them. You know, food plots weren't even a thing back then. Right. Um, so he, he was just thinking, what can I do uh, to keep these deer on my property? I, you know, back then you just wanted to have some deer and, uh, so he, him and his brother, his brother drew up this schematic for an automatic feeder that would be uh, triggered off of the dawn and dusk period. And so his brother gave him a shopping list, said, go buy these parts 
we'll, we'll put it together. You know, it, it, they, they had a five gallon bucket type deal. And so they built these and, and it worked, it worked great. And he said, you know, Dan said, well, Hey, let's build 10 of them and, and see if we could sell them. So they built 10, they instantly sold those 10 to all their buddies. And then word of mouth started spreading and, and guys are saying, Hey, we want, you know, we want some, we want some. He said they would sell 10 more then 10 more then 10 more. And that's when it became a business. And, and that's literally where he got his start. And, and then the company over the years through the eighties, he, he got connected with Walmart and got it in those bigger stores. And he said the growth was just year over year was so much that it was, it was, you know, a lot to manage because here you are, you're, you're going to have to buy more materials each year to keep up with the demand. And, and, and that's how it got started. And, and then he got into the trail cameras, uh, you know, later on after that, he, he said his first trail cam design was at a bear camp. And this is when he was hosting, uh, you know, the, the buyers from Walmart and things like that. And they, they had a bear camp in Canada and they went up there and, and he used a rat trap and removed one of the coil springs so it would be a little lighter. And he positioned a 35 millimeter camera uh, where that rat trap would would slap the shutter button and he <laughs> ran a piece of string out to the bear bait and no kidding when the when the bear tripped the string he got his first picture and of course you only got one shot one image it, it, it wasn't multiple images it was one image yep. and and then they had to run to town and get that developed and he said when he saw that first image of that bear from that design, it, it, that's when the light bulb went off, and, and that's when he went on to to manufacture, design, and engineer uh, trail cameras. You know, the old thirty-five millimeter ones. Yeah, and um, that was my very first ever trail camera. Was a Moultrie. I mean, it, it was about the size of a, a DVD player. You know, very heavy. <laughs> you damn near had to chain it to the tree, right? And then you you had four uh you had uh like four giant d batteries and then maybe 20 depending on the the roll of film that you would buy uh probably only 24 pictures would be taken so i'd wait two weeks i'd go check the trail camera put the new film in um run into town i'd go drop it off i'd go to subway or someone something grab uh, lunch eat in my car out in front of the the film the place where the f- uh, film was getting developed go in is it ready yet no we're almost done is it ready yet no we're almost done and, and then you're flipping through these pictures and it's like grass 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 and a deer you know and then and then what then it's all worth it at that point right the one deer shows up on on the, those 24 picks and and now i look at that and I'm just like, there's no way I would I would have enough patience to deal with that again in this digital era. Oh yeah, oh gosh, the digital era absolutely changed the way we use those cameras. And and Dan talked about that. Uh, you know, I, I sat and one day I was just asking him questions about you know how he got his go, and and he said when they in the '90s when they started trying to engineer the digital camera. He said those early prototypes, um, they were such a power drain. They couldn't, they had to figure out how to make it use power efficiently. 
he said their first prototypes were literally hooked to car batteries at yeah. the base of a tree just to get them running. Uh, so it, it took a lot of work to develop that digital model, uh, and, and they finally did it, and, and, and it took off from there. Yeah, and we have come a very long ways in that uh, in that time frame. Oh, it, I mean, yeah, like basically landing on the moon kind of stuff yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. you know and it's funny with computing systems and um you know uh you know microchips and and everything you know as time goes on it gets smaller and it gets cheaper to make um so let's uh let's start off with the you know the moultrie mobile part of this now all right so is Moultrie and Moultrie Mobile the same company or is it two different companies? Yeah, so so Moultrie Mobile uh, was was a part of Moultrie Feeders, the company. And um, so anyways, um, now uh, Pradco Outdoors uh, purchased Moultrie, Moultrie Feeders from Dan Moultrie. And Dan Moultrie's still heavily involved. Uh, you know, he sold the company to Pradco Outdoors, but he's still involved. And anyways, inside of that, um, so that became a brand inside of Pradco Outdoors. Pradco Outdoors also has Summit Tree Stands, Night and Hail Game Call, um, you know, Texas Hunter Feeders, uh, Whitetail Institute Food Plot Seed, Code Blue Scent. So, you know, it's it's a big company that houses some some really traditional brands. And Moultrie Feeders became one of those brands inside of Pradco. And so they began uh, back in around 2009 with their first cellular camera. Uh, and, and that was, you know, the very earliest technology around that that kind of ran its course. And it was uh, it wasn't until 2016 that they launched the uh, the MV1 and uh, modem, which is uh, the modem would hook to your regular Moultrie digital trail camera from like 2015 um, forward, and it would turn that regular camera into a cellular unit. And right. so the camera would operate the same, take the picture, and, and it had a you know the USB wire going to the modem. The modem would send the image, uh, and it would send it to an app, the Moultrie mobile app. Well, you know, there's been uh, other generations since then. There was a, a MV2 model modem. And then, uh, you know, in like 2018, uh, 2019, there was the all-in-one cameras, you know, the XV7000, XA7000. And the V and the A is V for Verizon, A for AT&T. And then, you know, then we moved into the new generation of of 4G cameras with our our Delta series and now the Delta base camera. So those are on the 4G network. And they do. They take the image in the field. Then they transmit it cellularly to the Moultrie mobile app, which is a cloud-based server. And the app is just loaded with all kinds of features. It's far more than just a viewing platform for your images. But that's, that's the general basic uh, how it works. And, and anyway, the, the system, Moultrie mobile uh, has continued to grow year over year over year. And so now uh, Moultrie Mobile has its own dedicated team inside of Pradco Outdoors. So it's its its own business unit uh, aside from Moultrie feeders and Moultrie regular trail cameras. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So I want to talk about this cell camera um, game for a second, the market in general here. 
And the first thing that I want to bring up is something that it, you can run the gamut on price on these things, right? I, I, I believe that, um, you know, some of the first cell cams that I was ever witness to were expensive, right? We're talking a lot of money yeah. to invest in just even one trail camera. And then, you know, time goes on and yeah. I'm looking at your guys' lineup right now. And it looks like one of the most expensive ones is the Moultrie mobile Delta cellular trail camera with, from Verizon looks like it is 120, and then everything else is lower than that. Now there's, there's trail cameras on the market that are, 250 350 450 you know up and and you know you can spend as much money as you want on a cell cam these days how are you guys able to stay at the price points that you're at i mean are we talking about um making it cheaper the technology now has come so far that it's not as expensive to uh innovate it and, and get it you know up and running and into your systems or how do you guys go ahead and and keep the the price points at that more affordable level yeah, it's well. Yeah, obviously there there is some of that. I mean, as time goes on, technology advances, prices do come down, and and you've seen that across the board. Like you said, early on, all cell cameras were very expensive. Um, but the one thing that we've done at Moultrie Mobile is we're not building a camera to sacrifice on technology just to get it into a price point range. So we're putting out one of the top quality cameras we can, and it's it's more of a business decision. We don't want to create that barrier at the beginning of purchase for someone. There's a lot of people out there that still haven't entered the cell camera market. And so instead of creating that initial barrier of, like you said, two $300, which, I mean, I don't know about you, but, but I'm not spending that kind of money uh, just so I can have a cell camera. But so what we did was we said, let's make this affordable. Let's do whatever we can to make it affordable. We work with trusted partners, trusted manufacturers. And so now you've got the Delta base model camera that is available on our website. It's available at all our fine retailers out there, the Bass Pro, Cabela's, Walmart's, Amazon's. I mean, you know, all the major sports retailers. And you've got a camera that takes 24 megapixel images. Uh, it's got a three-quarter of a second trigger speed. And by the way, this, this Delta series of ours, it takes HD video with audio recording. And it can transmit those videos with audio to your app. So you can get those just like you get your images. It also has the built-in invisible flash out to 80 feet, 80-foot detection range. 80 foot flash range and then it's topped off with the cell boost external antenna so you can get that good cellular coverage where you're at and it, so there's no skimping on technology it's we want this to be affordable because we believe once someone tries the Moultrie mobile system they're going to want to stay on it they're going to want to use it because they're going to instantly see like wow, this absolutely has changed the way I can scout and hunt for deer, turkey, whatever it is. Yeah. You mentioned system, okay? What What is it about your system, the Moultrie Mobile system, that might be different than any other uh, trail, you know, uh, cellular trail camera offerings out there? Yeah, you know, 
And I get that question a lot. And, you know, the one thing I try, especially folks that are new to cell cameras in general, you know, I try to tell them, you know, when you have a cell or, or you know, multi-mobile, it's, it's two things. It's hardware. So that's the camera. All right. That's, that's a one-time purchase. And then it's software. That's the app. So if you're, it's the multi-mobile app is a free app. Anyone can download it on their phone. And I actually encourage people to do that if they want to test out multi-mobile. We have a demo version. It's a full live version with cameras in the field taking pictures of deer, turkey, whatever running in front of them. And you can click on that demo, use the entire app for free. So it's a whole try it before you buy it kind of thing. So that's one thing I want to tell you, tell the folks listening. If you want to see what Multimobile is all about, download the free app and click on that demo option. You can run through all the, everything that's in the app that you would get normally is on that demo. But it doesn't change that the app is free. So you set up the account, you download the app, and, and you, or actually it's vice versa. Download the app, set up the account as you're doing that. And the difference with Multimobile is the different systems we have in there. So, you know, there's, I could spend probably an hour easy talking about everything, but I'll kind of try to run through it for you. I mean, one thing we have is, uh, you know, species recognition, right? So that's uh, using artificial intelligence. Uh, you can look at deer, bucks, does, turkey. You can see people, vehicles. And we just released four new ones, bobcat. Um, did I mention turkey earlier? That's that's one of them. But we've got bobcat, bear, hog, and coyote. Those are our four new ones. Those are in the beta phase. So we actually need users to interact with those to help train the AI system to, to be smarter, more intelligent. But you've got that. So species recognition, if, if you just are interested in seeing your buck images, you click that buck smart tag, and it filters all the images, I mean, right away. And you're only fed those images of bucks. That way you can really hone in on what you're trying to go after. Um, same with turkey. We're coming into turkey season. Well, you don't have to see all the deer and raccoons and whatnot. Just click that turkey smart tag and you're fed all your turkey images so you can quickly see what's in there. Yeah. All right. So we've also got another activity charting. So every time an image loads, uh, you know, it's uploaded to the server, it's carrying a certain segment of data with it like uh, temperature, time of day, moon phase, things like that. Well, our app engineers and developers created activity charting, so it automatically filters that data into these easy-to-read graphs. So if you, you can look and see when the movement is based at your hunting place on time of day, on temperature, on moon phases, and you can even see it for the individual cameras. So if a guy's running, you know, say, say he's got five multi-mobile cameras, you can see what each camera is getting, capturing where the activity is, what time of day it's happening to help you plan your hunts out and just help you learn the deer movement on your land better. We've also got interactive mapping. It's a whole mapping system inside the app. It's got three different uh, layers. You know, you got satellite or map imagery. And there's over 20 different pins you can use with that. And so you can map out your hunting property. You got pins for your cameras. You got pins for stands, food sources, gates, all these different things that you would want to see so you can start honing in. And, and then with the mapping and the activity charting together, so say you're looking at that activity charting and you're looking at the breakdown per camera and you notice 
man, I've got, you know, these bucks are moving through this camera, that camera. You know, you can start honing in on some patterns with that. Um, the newest release inside the app is, is a full weather feature. So you've got hourly weather, you've got daily weather, and you've got, uh, I think, out to 14 days forecast. And this is for anywhere you're at. So you can enter your area, city, whatever, and you can get the data for that. And, you know, we've made, we've geared that weather data for the hunter. So when you're looking at it, it has the wind direction arrows. So you can easily see which way the wind's coming out of. And even sunrise, sunset, those are highlighted bright yellow blocks that you can easily see on the hourly forecast. So it makes it super simple to tell when is shooting light or when is shooting hours, you know, legal shooting hours. So we, you know, all this is geared towards the hunter. And the one thing, you know, uh, that I would say, all of this is free. There's no upcharging when it comes to that. So the species recognition, the activity charting, the weather, these aren't upcharges. We're not going to say, hey, you only get this if you pay more per month to get it. And the other thing that sets aside Moultrie Mobile um, from a lot of the competition, we never delete your images. There, and again, that's that's often used as an upsell uh, where it's like, hey, keep your images for another, you know, three months, six months. But at a certain point, those images get automatically deleted so they can free up server space. We don't do that. I've, I've actually been on the Moultrie Mobile system since 2016, before I even worked uh, at Pradco or Moultrie. And I still have my images from 2016. I have not deleted them. So I, I can tell you for a fact that it works that way. And, and just one other thing that I would touch on that literally sets us apart is our customer service. This year alone, um, it, you know, it used to be Monday through Friday, you know, seven to five, you could reach someone on the phone. We're now open seven days a week. We have people answering the phones on Saturdays, on Sundays from seven to five, and that's central time. But you can reach someone. So when you go to your hunt camp, your hunting land, a lot of times that's couple hour drive or more from the house say you have something you need help with you can actually reach someone whether it's via phone via an online chat you can do a callback feature so you're not waiting on hold if there is a wait and and then we have a whole robust library of videos and articles that can help you troubleshoot on your own and and those are the things that really set set this system apart from others yeah uh all in one Right. I mean, it sounds like you're taking a mobile app, right? You're taking trail camera organization data and you're taking cellular trail cameras and you're mushing it all into one. It's all in one. And, and I'll just say we have a, a, an app team that these are folks that are far more intelligent than I am. Okay. I'm just, I just want to know where I need to go hunt. These guys are, are the reason we have this. We, we've invested in the right people, um, the, the folks that are experts in this industry, and, and that's the reason you see all these advancements in the Moultrie Mobile app. Yeah, and that's crazy. Um, I've played around with some, uh, some species recognition type software before, uh, some trail camera organization, where the when the trail camera takes the picture, it you know, and, and you tell, you know, you tell 
uh, you say you have a location and every picture coming in from this particular uh, trail camera, all that that data is sorted and gathered. And then it tells you just by clicking on that trail camera, okay, the, the most movement in this pinch point or fence crossing or wherever you have your trail camera is on a northwest wind when uh, on a morning hunt at, at 9 a.m. or whatever the whatever the case may be it allows you to forecast deer movement and be able to put yourself in a position uh, where it's less guessing and more knowing right so yeah, absolutely yeah. and and you're right and and that's what you're, you're just trying to be more intelligent about, you know, where you're going to, where you're going to go and where you're going to hunt. And, and absolutely. Yeah. So let me ask you this about, uh, um, tr- uh, cell cams in general, right? There is a, a little group of people out there. Uh, maybe that little group is big. Um, there, there comes this line that's drawn in the sand, right? It's like, well, if you use a cell cam and you kill a deer off of it, uh, well, you're not a good hunter or whatever, whatever you've, I'm sure you've heard it before. Right. Uh, so my, my question is, are we coming to a point where, uh, let's just say forecasting and like deer movement forecasting and cellular trail cameras are kind of taking the place. Technology is taking the place of woodsmanship and actually learning about what goes on in the woods instead of having something tell you what's going on in the woods? Yeah, I, I mean, I, and I hear what what folks are saying there, and I would say that I use cellular cameras, and I don't think for a second that it takes away from the woodsmanship because here's the thing, just if you go out in the woods and you just pop up a cell camera, you know, how did, where did you put it? How did you know where to put it? Because if you just set it on a random tree, chances are the data you're going to get is going to be pretty weak. So you're still, you have to be a deer hunter. You have to read the sign. You have to put those cameras in the places where the animals are, whether you're talking pinch points, rub lines, scrape lines, is it travel corridors? You know, what is it? Why did you put that camera there? That's all the stuff you have to learn, uh, you know, on your own from others, uh, through magazines, through through everything. And, and, and that's part of what we do in our blogs and, and different things like that on our site is, you know, we're, we're also there to educate hunters. And, and a lot of our content doesn't even focus on the cellular trail cam. It focuses on the woodsmanship and the how-to. Um, you know, and the other thing I'd say, um, we're, we're aware of it. Like Moultrie Mobile, you, you can't get on there and uh, click a button and make it take a picture or see a live shot or something like that because, you know, we do believe in the ethics of hunting and, and everything like that. So I don't think it's it's gotten to a point where you could say it's, it's taken away from it. Um, it, it, what it does is it, it just gives you more input, more information that you can act on. Because at the end of the day, I mean, a cell camera is still not going to tell you exactly where that animal is going to travel. It, it's still you have to use the information you've obtained to say, I think this spot is going to give me my best chance of seeing this buck or, or, or deer in general or turkeys or whatever it is. Yeah. Um kind of going back to the specs side of things 
I've noticed that uh, certain cell cams uh, in the past that I've used tend to use up. Obviously, they're doing there's there's more function going on in them than a regular cell camera. Um, you know, sending the pictures and and all that stuff. But uh, on average, do you have a time frame? Uh, of how long these multi-mobile cameras will last on a, a, a certain battery charge or a single battery charge? Sure. So I, I'll, I'll definitely start by saying yes, but it all depends. And, and, and I'll explain that. So the camera um, right out of the box runs on 12 AA, AA batteries. So those can be alkaline, those can be lithium, wh- whichever choice. And, all right, so it's going to boil down to how's that camera being used. So, uh, number one, are you running video mode? Um, if you're running video mode, that camera's on for, uh, you know, a 15-second time frame, and it's it's running. It's using power. Um, okay, and, and now is it a night at night? So now it's not only running video, but now it's running the flash continuously at night to illuminate whatever's in front of it. Those are big power drains. So if you're running video mode and it's running, uh, you're in an area, whether you're on a feeder or heavy uh, animal movement, you'll be lucky to get a few weeks uh, time out of your camera. So if you're far away from that camera, uh, video mode might not be the best option for you. However, if if video is so important, like, you, you know, that's something you really desire then what we tell people is, all right, that's fine. You want to then run an external power source. And we've got a couple solar panel options that I can tell you, I've got, I live back up to a a 10,000 acre state park, um, got a feeder in the backyard just to view the wildlife. And and I've got one of our Delta based cameras on it. I've got it set up to immediately send me an image. I've got it set to video mode. And I've got no delay on it. Um, so I've got that solar, it's a double solar panel panel battery box. And inside, it's got a 12-volt rechargeable battery that, that it's those panels are recharging. I've had that up now since, uh, let's see, January, early January. And what, what are we at? We're into March now. I'm still at 100% battery life. And I'm using the most power-draining methods possible on that camera. And I mentioned immediate upload. You know, one thing guys like to do when they get a cell camera is they want to switch that bad boy to immediate upload. You want to see right away yep. when a deer's come by your camera. Well, that again, every time that camera connects to the server and is transmitting that image or that video, whatever, it is burning power. And so immediate upload will burn through batteries like crazy too. So we always tell guys, so I have a hunting property that, and and I'll use this as an example because it would be what a lot of guys would probably tend to do. I've got a property. It's uh, about an hour away. You know, I've got kids. They play sports. I've I've got, you know, my family life. I've got my my job. I'm not able to get there uh, all the time. I mean, I may go several weeks uh, without being able to get down there. So I can't go tend those cameras and change batteries out often. So what I do is I've got the solar panel battery box running on my cameras. I've got my camera set to um, twice per day upload. 
because whether your camera's sending one image or you know ten images, it's it's you know it's more equal in power drain because uh, it, it, it's the up it's the connection that is the big power drain. So I do that, and I usually will set it like if it's on a feeder or say a food plot where I know a lot of activity is, I'll usually put like a minute delay on there. So it's just not burning through pictures, you know, of the same deer feeding on the same spot over and over. And, and that makes tremendous difference. Um, I haven't, I've got cameras that have been running since last October that I haven't touched the batteries on with those solar battery boxes on and those configuration set. Yeah. Yeah. I have a couple of trail cameras as well. And I've noticed that I've noticed some of that as well. I mean, after the season was over, I dumped some corn out, and obviously that's going to attract a lot of wildlife. Those batteries didn't last near as long as the ones that are out just catch, catching natural deer movement. So, I right, mean, completely, you know, completely get that. Um, do you have any special warranties on on your camera or? Or, you know, if, if you break it or if it's not performing and, and uh, people want to return it or, or anything like that. Absolutely. Yeah, they, they, they've all got the two-year warranty on them. So if they've got an issue with the camera or, or something's not working right, the best thing to do is, is reach out to our customer service department, call them, uh, use the chat. You know, you can even submit a, a trouble ticket um, through the website. So, you know, that way you'll get an email back or a response. And that's the first step because one thing that we find is a lot of times um, there is a troubleshooting method uh, to, to easily get by whatever, you know, whatever the problem uh, or perceived problem is. And so we always encourage people to reach out and, and all of our agents are trained you know, they, they're great at what they do, and they know these cameras inside and out. They know the system. Uh, they can log in to the back end of the multi-mobile system, and, and there's codes that are given, and it, it'll tell, you know, hey, look, you, it's actually your SD card. Uh, you, you know, it could be corrupt, and that will cause issues with the camera sending images. And, you know, you can swap that SD card. for Even formatting it a lot of times solves a lot of issues, um, and, and it's just those things. But if, if none of that's working and those agents will realize it right off if, if those troubleshooting methods don't work and they'll warranty that camera out and they'll send them the ticket to ship it back, you know, the label, and then they'll get a new camera. So absolutely, it, they, they all come with a two-year warranty and, and our folks are there ready to help. Yeah. All right. So we have a, we have a trail camera that is is 60 bucks on it's currently 60 it looks like it's down from 90 bucks to 60 bucks the wv 6000 cell uh cell cam and then we have the base and then we have the delta right that's your it looks like that's your that's your lineup um and the x let's see the x exo right yeah yeah okay that's right All, all those are different price points um what What's the difference between, let's say, the, the lower-priced model versus the, the higher-priced model? Yeah, so what you're getting there is, is it's a different in, um, in specs. Um, so, you know, you talked about the XO model, for example. Um, that's one that, you know, I talked earlier about we, we don't want to create a barrier for people. So 
on that EXO model, that is, that's our camera that we design literally for folks, I mean, to just get into the cell cam market. Check it out because the EXO model is working on the same Moultrie mobile app. So, you know, maybe it's $55, you, you buy it online. All your images are going to the multi-mobile app where you have access to the species recognition, activity charting, weather, data, all those things I talked about. Um, but, like, so on the EXO, for example, you know, one of the things, it doesn't have video mode. So that, that, that's a big thing right there where you, you don't have the video capability, whereas on the Delta Base, it records video with sound. So, you know, if video is not a big deal to you, and there's a lot of guys that, they don't care about video. They they just want those images. Yeah. So you've got that. Um, you know, and, and and like the resolution will be spec down some and and stuff like that. So it's just the details and the specs. So yeah, I, I encourage everyone. You know, think about what is it uh, that you're. You know, what do you need? What what do you want to do? How would you want this camera to perform? And if you don't need video, then then you don't need to buy the camera that costs a little more. Right. When, when a picture is taken, um, you know, let's say, just say it's one of those 24 megabyte images, real crystal clear, looks real good. Um, is it, is it reduced in size and quality when it's sent or do they send the full 24 megapixel image? Yeah. So no, that's, that's a great question. So it is reduced. Um, so that's, you know, we call them thumbnail images and, so that that's on purpose and and that's just solely so someone doesn't burn through their data um you know because sending that high res image uh uses a lot more data than just a thumbnail so every time the camera's taking an image and then uploading you know connecting with the server whether you have that once a day twice a day immediate whatever you have it on it's sending the first thing it sends is that thumbnail and that and it the thumbnail is great i mean it's clear enough to see the animal, to, to see what it is, its antlers, you know, where the, that starts, um, you know, you can really tell the difference in a thumbnail image is when you like, you know, go to zoom in on your phone screen. That's where it gets granulated and, and not as clear. Well, if you, if you get an image and you're like, gosh, I'd really like to see that in high res, um, that's when you go on the app and every image that comes through has a, an option for, for a, a high res upload. And so you click on that and, and then the next time the camera checks in, you will get that high res upload and that will be the full, you know, megapixel image oh, and you cool. can zoom in, you can see that Oops, and, and all that. So it gives you the flexibility to choose it. And, and just to kind of touch on that uh, on the video side, if you have your camera set to take video, Instead of sending that video, which obviously is, is going to use uh, a lot more data, you, you'll, get the, you'll get a thumbnail image, and it'll have the little play button on it. And then you get the option like, you know, is it a group of does? You, you don't really care. Or is it a big buck? Is it, is it a buck you've never seen? Or, or maybe it's a coyote cruising through or just some cool, something cool happening there, and you want to see that. Same thing. You click Upload Video. And the next time that the uh, camera checks in, it will send that video and then it'll be available on your gallery to play and view and, and download it even if you wanted to. Okay. Yeah, that seems, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool having the ability to, you know, so that way you don't have to check 
your camera to get the highest quality image. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like as of right now, it's just AT&T and Verizon is what works with your uh, plan or with your cameras. That's correct. Okay. Yep. And, and so the way that works is you would, you know, we had, so like on the uh, Delta base, there's a AT&T model and a Verizon model. So you would, you would literally purchase the model camera, whichever would have the best service in your area. Um, so like where I hunt, it's Verizon. So I, I use Verizon models out there. But the, the one thing, when you buy the camera, there's no, uh, there's no SIM cards to mess with. You don't have to pop a little card in there. You don't have to reach out to your phone company and add it to your cell phone bill. It's all handled through Multimobile. And it's seamless. And when you activate a camera, it's like a four-step process. You do it with your phone. It scans a barcode. You select the plan you want for the month. And and then, you know, you would enter your uh, credit card, debit card information when you set up your account. And then that just automatically, each month, it'll just charge it. So, you know, if you're like, all right, I'm going to run it, you know, September through January, you don't have to do anything. It's, it's just going to auto-renew. And then when your season's over, if you're done with it, all you, you you go in, hit cancel, and when it comes up to that next renewal date, then then it'll be done. So you won't be charged more after that. Um, but once you cancel a plan, you still have full access to the app. You, you're not shut off from that. All your images are still there. The only thing it doesn't do is transmit new images to to your uh, to the Multimobile app. However, your camera will still be functioning like a traditional camera at that point. So you could go pull that SD card, uh, you know, and view those images that way. The yeah. only thing you, you don't have, you wouldn't be able to do because you don't have the data communication. You couldn't change your settings uh, from the app. And, and that's the one thing. All, all the cameras, all settings, you can change those settings anytime you want from your phone, no matter where that camera is. And, and it'll change them the next time that that camera connects. Yeah. But if, if you don't have the running, if you canceled, you just no longer have that communication link to do that. So it would be running on whatever setting you last had it on. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know how to ask this next question. And I'll, I'll just give an ex- example. So I have a couple farms that are river bottom ground, high on each side, no cell phone service in the bottoms. Okay. Um, you know, that's just part of life, right? So it's just my cell cams, they don't work down there. My cell phones don't work down there. I noticed that you have a, um, a boost, a couple boost antennas for some of your uh, cameras. How much of a boost are you getting by adding this, this secondary, or I guess if you want to call it an aftermarket antenna? So it, the the antennas that that we're selling, so our antenna is called the uh, cell boost antenna. Um, however, that's that's the same antenna that comes uh, stock with the camera. So okay. if you had an antenna or or something like that, it, you know we we want to have those uh, extras available because you do need that for the camera to to get a signal. Um, but it's not gonna. The, those antennas are not um, 
they're not doing anything different than the antenna that comes with the camera. They're they're simply a replacement antenna, okay. if you will. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. All right. So yeah, you know, guys in bear country, you know, they they get frustrated to no end with with bears breaking cameras and antennas and stuff like that. Yeah. What about uh, you know, I got places that get one bar and I got places that get full bars. Uh, as far as services is concerned, um, do your trail, like will, will your cell cams work in the most minimal of service, uh, as, as well as obviously the, the full bars as well? Yeah. So they work in areas that get some pretty low service. Um, I have, I have some cameras at my place. We we're in some very rugged, it's the very Southern end of the Appalachians, um, where I hunt in East Central Alabama, and it's very rugged country, uh, deep bottoms, and, and much like you, I, there's places I can't run a cell cam. I, I just can't do it because it won't get a signal. I mean, but I also, I can't use my phone there either. Um, but yes, typically if you can use a phone, you can run one of the cameras uh, without any trouble of it sending. The, the one thing, um, you know, kind of getting back to the the battery usage that's another thing is um the stronger the signal you have the the less time that camera uh spends communicating with the server and so you you actually will extend battery life with a stronger signal um however it's one of those things you you would kind of have to test it um but if you're hunting an area where you know you're not getting phone service uh with verizon or at&t you know, it's going to be really hard to to run a cell camera there. I mean, I, it, you know, it's it's kind of wishful thinking to to think it's going to you know properly send yeah. images and and stuff in those areas. Yeah, yeah. Do your do your trail cameras talk to each other at all? Like uh, on certain uh, trail cameras or cell cams, they can talk to each other, and then they send back to uh, one trail camera that has the best signal, and it sends from there. Or are these all independent? They're, they're all independent. You, you would put them all on your one account and, and you would be able to change settings for each individual camera and, and see it on the activity charting and things like that. But we have found without a doubt that that camera communicating directly with the server itself is is the most, uh, you know, carefree method of delivery. Um, you, you can you can start to run into some issues with that uh chaining if you will yeah gotcha okay um and now as far as moultrie's concern uh, moultrie mobile is concerned like what's the next step in in cell cam technology um where where are you where's your guys's focus at moving into the next five years well you know it's gonna follow the trends of um of the technological advances in the camera components. So, um, you know, my boss would probably fire me if I revealed, you know, what, what we're working on next. Um, however, I'll say this, um, some of those new advancements, um, you know, they'll, they'll be coming out. We're going to have some new stuff coming out, um, in the near future. And, and it's, it's pretty cool. So I, I really can't get into that, but, it's going to follow the trends of, of the technology. And, 
you know, you're, you're just going to see um, it, it more advancements in, in image quality and, and efficiencies and things like that. And, uh, you know, there, there's some cool stuff coming out. Um, and I would, you know, when, when those are made available and we announce, I would be happy to come back on and, and talk more about them. But I, I just can't talk too much about it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So uh, a guy's listening to this podcast. And he's, you know, he's, man, man, I like what this guy's had to say. Uh, I'm going to go to their website. Why should any hunter, whether they're a novice or they're experienced and they're hardcore, why should they consider Moultrie Mobile for their cell cams? Well, they're, they're going to get value right off the, the bat uh, with buying the camera. And then, I, the, the way I like to tell people is, you know, the camera is great. The camera is, you know, fun. It's, it's awesome. But where it all comes alive is inside the app. That's, that's where everything happens. And whether it's the, the species recognition, uh, smart tags, the activity charting, we have uh, filters that you can utilize that literally you can set, uh, you know, barometric pressure ranges, and, and that data is coming in off the cameras. So, if it, you know, if a guy is, I mean, deep into tracking the weather, the barometer, knowing when deer movement happens, they can utilize the filters we have. So if from the most advanced to, to someone who's just getting started, the system is easy to set up, it's easy to use, and it has – so many features that allow you to drill down into your scouting and hone in on your property and, and the animal movement that it's, it's just, it's opening a whole new world, uh, whether you're a beginner or you've been hunting for years. Um, it, it's, it just starts revealing, uh, you know, kind of putting that puzzle together for you. And, and it's just the ease of use and the availability of our customer service, um, you know, seven days a week. And all these features inside the app, um, and, and again, it's a free app. There, there's no upcharging inside the app. There, there's a simple monthly fee for the data for it to connect cellularly. Outside of that, it, it's just that's the that's the beauty of the system. And and again, um, I, I can talk about it and talk about it, but I would encourage that guy that's like, well, why would I want to choose Moultrie Mobile? Go on, get on your cell phone. Go to the App Store, go to Google Play, wherever you go, download the Moultrie Mobile app. Again, it's free, and click on the demo button and use that demo. I mean, I'm talking about really utilize it, test out all the features, and it won't take long for someone to start see like to see how this is going to help them on their hunting property and, and help them in all their hunting. Yeah, yeah. Well said there, sir. So um, if people want to find out more about Moultrie Mobile, where should we send them? Yeah, so we've got a great website, MoultrieMobile.com. It, it has all of our plan information on there. It has the camera info. Um, we've got uh, a number of blogs on there, like I said. And, and we've got blogs on there that deal with uh, a lot of the things we're talking, you know, how to conserve battery life and, and things like that. But we've got all kind of hunting content on there. Um, and and it, it's just a great resource. They can go, you know, from MoultrieMobile.com. They can look at our, um, you know, FAQ section where we've got all the detailed how-to info. Um, 
You can also go to our YouTube page, uh, Moultrie Mobile's YouTube page. A lot of how-to videos and how the system works on there. And, and all those things will give a guy an idea of how they can harness the, the power of the Moultrie Mobile system for their personal hunting needs. Awesome. Well, I tell you what, man, I, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to uh, uh, hop on and, and school us about Moultrie. Uh, cell cams and uh, everything that they're doing over there at Moultrie Mobile. Uh, thanks again, and uh, hopefully this season goes as well as uh, this past season has. Well, thanks, Dan. I, I really appreciate you having me on to, to spend a little time talking about this, and uh, it's been fun, and, and we'd love to come back sometime, talk about some of the newer stuff, and, and yeah, man, I hope uh, hopefully turkey season goes good for your audience and, uh, and everything like that. I, I appreciate it.